0: Welcome to the Niger Lives Matter Show with Dr. Opa Benwo. This is a podcast for daily rants and conversations about everything affecting Nigeria in politics, religion, economy, business, entertainment and lifestyle. Each week, we deliver the impactful rants, commentaries, and hot seat interviews on trending issues affecting all Nigerians at home and in diaspora. Now, here's your host, Dr. Ope Benwo. Now,
1: I want to uh, just talk to those of us back at home. I want to appreciate you, those of you joining us. I see that there's maybe over 200 comments I've been sending. I see that. Uh, what we normally do is the last 15 minutes of the of the day, we are going to yeah. need to take questions from you. We have about, because I had promised Mr. Bogal is going to be two hours and he's a very busy man and I don't want to abuse uh, that privilege. We have 20 more minutes to go. He's going to be back here tomorrow, same time, and hopefully we get a third one at the clubhouse where it will be straight up q and I'm just going to be a moderator at that point. If you don't have a clubhouse uh, account and you have an iPhone, you better go get one. It gets really interesting there. So my apologies. If it looks like I'm not putting up your questions in the next five minutes, I'm going to start putting it up and getting Mr. Uh, Mogali to answer them. Then tomorrow we'll take okay. more time for you. I want to make sure I get most of my uh, comments in there. All right. I have uh, a question here that I, a couple of more that I would like to take today because it takes us, it, it continues to um, elevate the discussion for us. Where is it right here now? Um, let's talk about... Um, all right let me play a video i'm doing a segue again to something else i'm going to play a video of a frustrated nigerian youth to you and then we're going to have a short discussion about him i happened this video i don't know how many years ago this but it's a very instructive a video of the typical angry youth out there let's watch
2: a case study of what is actually going on right now in lagos there has been a project that has been handed over to the ccecc it's a chinese company and they are the ones in charge of the railway projects. Now look at it this way. The Chinese people handle the projects, we just handle manpower and they give us little manpower. We are talking of maintenance men that were flown in from China down here to Nigeria. They are handling expatriate positions, while us, we, we are the ones taking menial jobs. But now, let me tell you where it gets worse. They don't speak English. They don't teach us Chinese. So because they don't speak English and they don't teach us Chinese, let me tell you what is going to happen at the time their contract finishes. Nigeria is going to sign up separately for the maintenance of that system. I'm a graduate with a B.Sc. I'm on the streets. Eighty percent of graduates in Lagos as of 2016 are homeless. Any Lagosian you see with a school bag is homeless. It's high time we stop hiding things from ourselves. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. We carry sweaters, we carry bags, and everybody's homeless. Everybody is living in fear. And let me tell you what is going on. Those that have the means to employ. Do you know what they're employing? They're employing cooks. They're employing security guards. Apart from that, they're employing maids. So that's more job going to females. And the only job that is left for graduates is security cook cleaner. A graduate with a BSc now cannot do more in Lagos than be a cook a secretary or a cleaner. And let me tell you, it's not easy. We're already competing for that position now. A lot of people, they will not employ Nigerians. Do you know who they prefer to employ? They prefer to employ Togolese people. Togolese and Ghanaians. Imagine. So tell me, what what is Lagos doing for me? We are celebrating Independence Day, but please, there's no independence. We are all in modern day slavery. This is modern day slavery. It's high time that Nigerians get enlightened. We need to use our head. We need to come together and start thinking for ourselves. Now, let me get this straight because I'm on air. I will say it again. If you are with a school bag walking around in Lagos, you are not wearing secondary school uniform. We know you, you are homeless. And let me tell you who to blame. Blame your leaders that put you in that situation. And I'll tell you why. The same politician that stole from you pay tight an offering, so go to your church, tell your pastor that you are praying to God, him to you should pray for that politician that puts you in that situation in the first place. I don't know if you people understand me, but for the few who are enlightened, it's good that you know. In order for you to solve a problem, you must first of all trace the genesis of that problem. A lot of people are seeing the problem, they don't know the genesis. They don't know the solution because they've not yet traced it down. And we are talking about selling assets. How many have we sold? By the time this interview is done, I hope they look behind me and they see a magnificent building that is standing in Lagos. That building is empty. There are a lot of great minds that could use that building, but that building is empty. It's just one of them who go to Lekki and see how many abandoned houses are in Lekia. So now you, you ask yourself, if all these things are going on in 2016, should I tell you what will happen by 2018? When the amount of homeless people in Lagos State have increased from 80% to 99%? So rich man, where will you be? Your houses in Lekki are empty. Houses in Banana too are empty because you cannot stay there. So tell me, the, net, the root of Nigeria's problem is greed. We need to check ourselves, we need to check our lifestyle. You are living in a very big mansion of 20 rooms. My brother, how many rooms can you sleep with? Ask yourself, how many rooms? You can only sleep inside one room. You are living in a mansion in 20 rooms. I want you to ask yourself this. You, that big man, sleeping inside that big big house, any day you come outside to sleep with any girl in your ball, and stroll and go under the bridge. You will see the reason why that girl is a prostitute, you will see the reason why your sons are bastards. We elect leaders without any understanding and do you know why? How will a leader look through the contract he is about to sign and he will tell me that he did not provide space for graduates to get employed in a contract that he was handing out to foreigners? My brother, we need to wake up. If I on the street know this, then you that is inside that government office, if you don't know this, you don't deserve to be on that seat all those any income are women if you want to get a good job nowadays i am not wearing mini skirts you can't get that good job am i lying yes or no and in case that's not hard enough for you those women that actually get that good job do you know that they are miserable secretary wants to sleep with oga guy consultant wants to sleep with oga guy guest wants to sleep with oga guy that is secretary plus eight more women trying to sleep with the boss and do you know where the other men are the men that God has said you you should marry—they're they are, they are on the streets, or they're in security jobs, or they're cleaning the offices of the boss that are trying to sleep with. So it's high time that we need to use our head.
1: I don't know what to say. When I watch that videos, I just—I don't know what to say. It's uh, really that I don't know what to say, man. That boy leaves me speechless. So the yeah. question I ask you right now, right now, right here. What are you going to say to those frustrated youths and angry Nigerian youths out there? And they are piling up every day. How will you show them you care as president? Not by saying, I feel your pain. What will you do to prevent these people from going on the street and tearing you and I to pieces? I live in Lekki when I'm in Nigeria. I don't want to be torn to pieces. These kids are getting close to that point. What say you, sir? Mr. Presidential aspirant. Go.
3: Um, What I'll say to this young man is this. Do not agonize. Organize. Organize to bring about the new reality that we are all seeking. Organize to elect a president that has the heart and the character that will not sell you out to foreign interests, that will not sell you out to private interests. Organize and elect the kind of leader who has the competence to address these economic problems? Who knows what to look out for in negotiating a contract with the Chinese? Do not continue to vote for failure. It's within your power to change your destiny. It's within your power to change your destiny. All these young people who are complaining, they can have, they have voter's cards or they can go and get voter cards. But what will they do when the election comes around in 2023? Will they go around and vote for the same people that have put them in this condition because those guys have structure? Or will they look for the kind of people who have the heart, the compassion, and and the drive to create progress working with citizens? I am convening the Nigerian Youth Summit on April 10, 2021. It's called Elevating Youth Voices. And we're going to be looking at the role of what we call influencers in the creative industry. Their, you know, their role in public policy and governance. And we're going to be discussing with a lot of stars. We will have M.I. Judah Bagger. He will be there. We will have Kate Enshaw. We will have Ginda Kak- Kakanga, Kakanda, the journalist. We will have Rahama Sadal, the actress. We will have Benjamin Joseph. We will have a lot of these young stars to talk about how the youth can take charge of their own future. I have convened this event because of my passion and concern for the future of Nigerian youth. If you look at Nigeria today, you will see that Nigeria is in a lot of foreign debt. I want to remind you of what Benjamin Disraeli said. And what Herbert Hoover Hoover said, Herbert Hoover was a president of the United States. Benjamin Disraeli was a prime minister of the United Kingdom. Benjamin Disraeli said, the youth of any country are the guarantors of its prosperity. That's a positive vision of the youth. Nigerian youth should rise up to it. Herbert Hoover said, and I quote, (laughs) what is the destiny of the youth? Blessed are the youth, for they will inherit the national debt. (laughs) (laughs) Sarcastic. But But that is what we are seeing in Nigeria today. Is the destiny of Nigeria's youth to inherit a humongous national debt? Or is it a destiny to bring their talent, which we know they have, to bring their vision, which we know many of them have? Look at that young man. I wish I would meet him. And I'm going to arrange to meet him. Please, after the program, send me his name. If we can trace him, I would like to have a dialogue with him. And I would like him also to join us at this uh, Elevating Youth Voices on April 10th. We'll be putting it out on social media so that young people can come together to discuss their future. We'll find it. We'll find it. you.
4: You are listening to the Niger Lives Matter show. This episode is sponsored by MobisFoot360, the owners of 360 Apps, the world's simplest drag-and-drop mobile app builder. This mobile creation app is so simple to use, even a 10-year-old can create a mobile app for any business in less than 10 minutes. Check out the free trial of this app on www.my360apps.com now.
1: Now, uh, uh, Guys, for those of you watching at talk, it is Kinsley Morgalu on the... Nigel Life Matter Hot Seat with Dr. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this place, we don't spin. Uh, you can see uh, Dr. Mogali has not spinned at all. He has said it the way he, see, he feels it. And I appreciate him so much for his uh, uh, um, understanding that Nigerians need to hear more uh, from him and engaging us today. We are going to take the next, uh, the last 10 minutes. Uh, it's supposed to be a two-hour program. He's not one that I can drag to three or four hours like the others. He's very busy. He has a program. He's attending. He cut out Two hours to be here, but he'll be here again tomorrow same time, seven p.m. Nigerian time. But let's take the next ten minutes to take direct questions from home for him as we begin to round down. So that it's not like you are there on the on the on the audience and we just uh, 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 ne- neglected you. I'll just post your questions here or observations. Jerry Davis said, "Please stop accepting five k or one k as bribe to vote for visionless leader." Yes, that's what he's saying. The youth. That's leader- what I'm saying. Don't be angry, organize. I love that. We are going to be starting the PVC campaign. You heard him. He's doing uh, part of it himself, but I'm organizing a national PVC drive where we are going to make INEC open up the registers. I'm looking for a son to sue on my behalf. I will pay. I'm not running for any election. That's my part. I live in the US, but I feel that the reason why they make the voters' cards difficult to get is because they know the elites do not have time. They know those guys on uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. If they go to polling booth and it's in the registration booth and it's taking one hour, they are gone. So let them make it year round so that it is easy. And then when we launch the campaign, we are going to be encouraging those of you in diaspora. You don't send money to your brother, or your sister, or your mother-in-law unless they show you their PVC. We are going to go to court to compel Annette to open it up. We are going to get the influencers like Mogalu, like Olamide, uh, like all those people involved in the national drive for pvc the only thing the politician fears more than god is the pvc don't let anybody deceive you that your votes don't don't count now i'm speaking to nigerians on my own now don't yes. let the politicians deceive you that your votes will not count if it doesn't count how come they're carrying out bullion van to give you money on that day if they are going to rig it anyway why do they bother that tells you something they're only able to rig when they get a certain number of people to have voted so the people who, are, who have less votes in the minority, they can then chance them. But if you as youths, that are angrier mind number, people tell you, this is a paper we're talking, I'm not talking, this is not about Mr. Morali, because he's here with me. I'm speaking to you direct, as a Nigerian. It is a myth when they tell you, you have to connect with the grassroots before you can win election. It's not true. The person who won the senatorial seat in Lagos Island local government, they just did, won less than 200,000 votes. Meanwhile, a show has millions of followers, a Mogalu has millions of followers on social media. The reason why they are not able to have that impact is because you are not doing your part, those of you at home. You need to go register, get your PVC. It would not matter if Mr. Mogalu never went to any village. 74,000 won the election in Surrey local government. Are you kidding me? A David O can organize a concert today and get 200,000 people. If he tells them before you can come into the concert, You must get a PVC. No payment, free entrance. But you show your PVC. All of a sudden, you have all these Twitter people that are angry. All these clubhouse people that are angry. All these people on Facebook that are angry. They can then go out there and take out these guys. Because if we run an election in this country in 2023, and we let the same old school come back, he's on us. He cannot be on Mogalu. He's right here talking. He's going to talk tomorrow. He's been talking. Shawarra has been talking um uh, those who say they can do better they have been talking even adam garba has been talking i don't support either, but i'm saying we youths we got to do our part. we don't do our part we lose why will they ensure not be part of a massive national pvc campaign that you call yourself my followers five million or ten million or so on instagram i don't want to hear you go get your pvc and be showing it to me. Maybe I will give you one of my exclusive photo. Those are the kind of programs we are putting together where we are going to get these leaders. Well, for instance, we will say a, a David o, organize a concert. We will pay for the concert. But the ticket is PVC. So that all of a sudden, people are incentivized to go get their PVC. Now, on that day, if they now want to sell it for 1000 naira, is their future. A Magali will see continue to grow on with his life. A Israel will not die will OB will not die but then, your generation I'm 56, I'm not going to say our generation your generation, they're going to inherit the mess these guys are doing sorry I had to do that campaign there because this is very dear to my heart sir, I know it's got nothing to do with why you're here but it's also part of it oh, yeah, it's, let's... Part,
3: of it. Yeah, it's
1: part of it and uh, you can hear him saying he's going to support the campaign, he's already doing some on his own but even the national one, this is not about partisanship, I want everybody everybody come Let's get everybody to get that vote first at that PVC. On that day, all of us will now figure out whether we will be there and they will still have votes when you are more in number. They can only exactly. take votes when you are not there in mass. Is what I'm exactly. telling you at home. So let's make it work. Okay, let's take some questions here before I get too passionate. I'm supposed to be an interviewer. I told the people I'm not a journalist, so I I get opinion, so I talk my own. <laughs> all right, right. Well, oyego that's the a question for you, sir. It said, how do you intend to handle... Insecurity and banditry, kidnapping, insecurity in Nigeria. In fact, it's a question for uh, tomorrow, but he says he has asked it. Please go ahead. Uh, uh, give her an answer. Thank you, sir.
3: There are a number of uh, very specific steps that, if I were president of Nigeria, I would take within the first few days. One is to massively invest and in- improve the security of Nigeria's borders. We have to secure our borders, first of all. Any country with porous borders, the way Nigeria has, can never be secure because all kinds of people are coming in you don't know. Many of them are terrorists. So securing the borders. The second thing is to professionalize the Nigerian armed forces and national security architecture. The leadership has to be professionalized. It must be based on competence, not on where you come from. Right now, if we look at our national security architecture, we will see that it is skewed in a certain direction by religion and by uh, ethnic affiliation. That's one of the reasons why our our country is collapsing. Because you are leaving out a lot of competent people who could have stopped Boko Haram. You're leaving out a lot of competent people who could have stopped all these bandits. The third thing we must do is to begin to look carefully into the security and the armed forces to reduce corruption. There is Many people have claimed that there is an incentive that a lot of people in the security architecture, you have a lot of good people in Nigeria who are in the security services and who are in the armed forces, very good men and women. But at the top, it looks as if there may be a lot of corruption going on. So all these ransoms that are being paid to terrorists, no serious country pays ransom to terrorists. You don't negotiate with terrorists. What it means is that you're very weak. Once you get into visiting terrorists in the forest, all these things, you know, as president of Nigeria, I'm so sorry. I will wipe them out. Will you do hear it? Me, hear me and hear me clearly. Okay. The terrorists will be wiped out. We will stop them and we will address well,
1: the with without due respect. Buari said the same thing, but he didn't do it. Yes. I will do your own. Yeah, Buari said it. So say yes. this.
3: Many people voted for Buhari because they thought he was a military man and he would wipe out the problems and all that. But you see, there's a problem of political will that I see, and I don't have that problem. You know, I think some people have the problem of political will. They feel that maybe because some of these people who are causing these problems share an ethnic affiliation with them, they are not able to be heavy-handed. Let me be very clear. I don't care whether you're my mother or my cousin or my sister. If you get into terrorism, if you get into criminal activity, I as president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria will be true and faithful to my oath of office, which is to protect and defend the security and the welfare of the lives of all Nigerians. And I will not allow you to stand in the way. We need strong leadership. In the matter of security, I had this,
1: mm-hmm. they had me. Somebody post you a question, sir, because they yes. gave us specifics. How do you intend to fight corruption? I've segued into something else. Yes. How do you intend to fight corruption in Nigeria, and what mechanism do you intend to explore? We are going to let develop me, these questions again tomorrow, but let's cut some of you know, these questions short. Short. Yes. Go ahead,
3: let me tell you one of the one of the some of the ways I will fight corruption as president. This tendency to award contracts is a very huge incentive to corruption in Nigeria. As president of Nigeria, I will massively reduce it by making sure that many big infrastructure contracts are done on the basis of public-private partnership. That way, the private investors bring the money for the project, we create a revenue stream, maybe the the, uh, the fees to to toll for the road or the fees for the railway, that will generate income for the investors over 20 years, after which they will hand over the projects to the government. This way we reduce corruption and we also save money to invest in other things. So this is a two, a two, a two-point package. So that's number one. Number two, number two, I am going to establish. And we have to use the electronic. When I was in the central bank as deputy governor, I led the introduction, the development and introduction of the bank verification number, the BVN that you're using today. I did, and I and my team did the work that brought it out. Why did we do it? Because we wanted to, first of all, secure more, you know, the transactions in the banking space by having a unique identifier. We also use it to reduce corruption. We brought in a lot of electronic payment systems so that we can track financial transactions. So this is one thing that I have done concretely, and I would do it on a larger scale if I were to be president of Nigeria. We will create an electronic platform where the prices of everything in real time will be monitored. And any contract that goes over 30% of the market price, and
1: time. Yeah, yeah, the smell. Uh-huh. All right, let's segue to something else.
4: Thanks for joining us this week on Niger Lives Matter show with Dr. Opie Banwal. Make sure to visit our website at nigerlivesmatter.com and sign up to be part of the global community of Nigerians committed to make Nigeria better for all Nigerians in all walks of life. You can also apply to participate in our Fish to Eat and Fish for Life initiative, where we do weekly cash giveaways to our members and provide free digital empowerment trainings to help as many Nigerians as possible learn to fish for themselves for life by learning digital skills they can deploy for consistent income on the global marketplace. Get more details at nijalivesmatter.com. This is your host, Dr. Opie Banwo, the Niger Ombudsman, signing off.
1: According to your motto, that's Adio Louis Omotayo, says according to your motto for joining politics, which is about fighting justice and poverty. How have you stand up for the victim of injustice before, and how will you fight for people to get justice, taking into consideration of the situation of Nigeria? For example, IPOP, activists and some freedom fighters. This is a very loaded question. Just give us a short summary of it so that we can uh, uh, let you escape today. But we're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, some of these questions will be developed in full, but I want to make sure we take some of these guys. Go ahead, sir. Uh, give, yeah. uh, give him a short response, and we'll take two more, then we'll close. Okay, okay. very short response. Yeah.
3: The very fact that I have entered politics, and I did not enter politics with the mainstream parties. I am a former deputy governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria. I could easily join the APC or the PDP and you know, become something very important in the government. But I have chosen to stand on the side of the people at great personal cost to me. I am not on the board of any publicly quoted company in Nigeria today. I am not doing any contract with any government in Nigeria today. I have four children that I have to pay their school fees. It's a big sacrifice. I can take the easy road and join the crowd and make money. And my voice will be, my mouth will be sealed. I have chosen not to. In making that choice and make, suffering the cost for it, I'm standing up for in, against injustice, I'm standing up against poverty, and I am making a sacrifice to, to stand in the gap for you as a citizen, just like me, I'm a citizen. So there are so many sacrifices one has made that make it very clear where I stand. Um, but thank God, I want to make this very clear, thank God, that one has had a life of professional achievement and distinction. So I do not have to rely on the Nigerian government to feed. I don't need them to pay my children's school fees. I thank God every day that I'm in that position. I can make money and do my assignments internationally and pay my children's school fees so that I can stand up for you and be independent in the pursuit of political power so that we can truly transform Nigeria. So, when people are, are saying certain things, um, it's a good question, and I hope I've answered it. We're you know, gonna and I have that record.
1: Yeah. Yes, I'm going to come back tomorrow and explore this part. Well, I sure. want to end with a question of my own. All yes. right, so we can end yes. on this. Let me ask a question. Uh, yes. It is obvious listening to you for two hours now. Uh, yes. I don't think even those who don't like you will say you don't have ideas. I don't think those who don't, even though who hate you, whether from the north or south or <laughs> east, we say you don't have creative ideas. Obviously you do, unless they want, don't want to be objective. We have had Adamu Garuba here. He sounded, he also had yes, where one can disagree or agree with his methods, but he was at least articulate on what he's gonna do. Whether somebody's gonna accept it or not is different. We have had a, a, a shawaray right here. He tried his best to give us ideas of what he think he can do. So my question here, because, There's an issue that you all have not addressed for us because we were very disappointed. We had rumors, again, I don't know what is fine. that's why I'm asking you directly, that there was a time they tried to get, because of the lack of uh, infrastructure or political presence all over the nation for you guys individually, that maybe, and everybody agreed, we want to change this government, that if all of you can come together, maybe pick one of you as a leader, and everybody else supports that person's ambition so that we can at least get the new generation in there. But somehow it fell apart. We had different stories about why it fell apart. So my question to you is, why did you, Feladiro Toei, or Oshoware and several others, not work out an alliance to present, I miss the word, word uh, not there. Why did you not work out an alliance to present one front, to take power, I'm talking 2019, and if there is any possibility of looking at that uh, uh, coming uh, uh, in the 2023, that'll be the last question for today. I uh, can take it any way you want. We can then de- uh, develop it again tomorrow if we have to go there. Go ahead, sir.
3: Thank you. I think that is a matter for the past, and I think we should focus more on the future. Okay. Um, so I, I, do, know. I wouldn't want us to spend too I much know. time on, on this, on this question. Yeah. Um, Nigeria I happened. There were disagreements as to approach. There were issues of principle for some of us um, that made it impossible. The next thing that I would like to say is that uh, people should not use the failure of any group of people to come together as an excuse not to come out and vote. That's a cop out. That's a dereliction of your duty as a Nigerian citizen to vote with your PVC. If people you think should come together for some reason do not come together, Choose the person you want among them and vote for that person. It is the exercise of your civic duty that matters, not whether or not some artificial, um, you know, uh, consensus can be manufactured. If, for any reason, a valid reason, it's not possible to do so, then make your choice and vote for the candidate of your choice. That's my own uh, answer to that question.
1: Fair enough i think if i were to rate everything we have discussed today that is the only question you have answered as a politician but i don't expect you to answer it any other way without getting <laughs> i have to give that to you you have answered every question as a man seriously regardless of whether uh, uh is running for presidency or not how you will solve the problem and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with, uh, with us today for those of you watching it is it has been mogalu unplugged on issues of security restructuring the electoral process, which we didn't get to today, but trust me, we are going to go into it big time tomorrow. There is still a big part of his platform, actually the biggest part that I've not even broached, the war, the war against poverty. I really, really want to pick that apart tomorrow. Let's see what it entails for us, because that is a big platform for him that I think may or may not solve our problem. We are going to talk about judiciary tomorrow. I'm just Typically, I don't give notice, but I'm giving notice in advance. Not that you need it, but I'm just saying tomorrow we are going to cover... I, I, not ever, I, I agree and then we we'll have infrastructure. I want to thank every one of you that is at home. What we are doing right now, as uh, those of you have been following over the past few weeks, is doing my part about helping us to know more about these people that are out there, that are options to the problems we have in Nigeria. All of us cannot be complaining that Nigeria is no good. Nigeria is no good. And yet, after they have every election, we return the same old, old hands to power. At some point, Nigerians have to own it. At yeah. some point, we have to own exactly. that. Yeah. We have to own it. We have to own it. I spoke yeah. to one of the previous um, uh, contestants. I won't mention his name because uh, that would not be fair to him. He was so bitter that Nigeria, just like you also expected, that Nigerians will come out and vote these guys out, and then they let you down. He was so bitter about it. He said he's never going to contest. I said, no, you got to. You have to. We have to keep educating them. Hopefully, we'll do a better job. This time around and last time, no Moses cannot save anybody unless the people are ready to go with him. Exactly. All right,
3: they
1: can, yeah. or not. So we Nigerians must own this next one because our problem is not lack of materials. You have had him, you have had others like him. You are going to hear more like him. So our problem is no longer. So whether they get together or they don't get together, like I, like he said, that's not your problem. Follow the one that you think can do the job, and let's get the job done we can do better. We can do better. I don't care what they tell you that they rig election. Who says youth cannot rig in favor of their own people too? If you are there, you can insist this is my own guy and you battle it out. That's a cop-out. I like that word. It's a cop-out when we start blaming the old politicians for depriving us of what is our own will. No, 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 no. We own it. And by the grace of God, this 2023 we will be out there Nobody's gonna rest until we go out there and do what to right by, by our nation. The Lord bless you guys. We go, Magalu. Thank you so much, sir. Truly for you, I appreciate you. I look for you, you. again uh, tomorrow, 7 p.m., guys. Uh, the the cuts of this tape, the recorded part will be on Facebook, of course, immediately. But we are going to be cutting it out so that you can get bite size. And uh, there's no bite size here, as you can see. We did it five, ten minutes per topic, so you can't say you are confused. And questions you can continue to post. On the on the on the video, we always uh, 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 collect those questions and we send it to the person. It's not me. Me, I'm the one asking questions. It's Mr. Magalu's problem where you send it and he's ready. Okay, the Lord bless you. Good. Thank you so much, Dr. Akpan and uh, Mr. Magalu, We are out right now. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Niger Lives Matter show with Dr. Opa Benwo. Make sure to visit our website at nigerlivesmatter.com and sign up to be part of the global community of Nigerians committed to making Nigeria better for all Nigerians in all walks of life. You can also apply to participate in our Fish to Eat and Fish for Life initiative where we do weekly cash giveaways to our members and provide free digital empowerment training to help as many nigerians as possible learn to fish for themselves for life by learning digital skills they can deploy for consistent income on the global marketplace get more details at niger lives matter.com and now your host dr Ope banwo the niger ombudsman signing off